the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey friends, this is Dr. Trudy, the host of The Christian View. Today, I have the beautiful Stephanie Ross with me, and we're going to talk about her new book on how singles can prepare for marriage. If you're single, you don't want to miss this. It's a great topic and a great book. So stay with us. We'll be right back here on The Christian View. With everyone in the world with their own view. Ever wonder if God has a view? And, and that's what this show's all about. What's God's view versus our view? Topics that affect our daily life. Empowering and inspiring. Right. To develop a heart, a kingdom mindset, you know. <laughs> because God does have a view. Your host, Dr. Trudy Simmons. The Christian View. Welcome to The Christian View. I'm your host, Dr. Trudy, and we are excited for you to be here today. I have an amazing guest, Stephanie Ross, and we're going to be talking about um, marrying the right man. You've written an amazing book, but before we get into the topic, I want to thank our audience. Thank you all for being here today. It's great to have you, um, and if you're watching by YouTube or um, using any social media outlets, thank you so much for tuning in, and if you're not watching us on YouTube or any other social media outlets, make sure that you um, you go and follow us there. Um, we have a lot of great things happening in and with the Christian View, so I want to make sure that you are in the know of what's going on. So, um, Stephanie, I'm excited that you're here. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Can you share a little bit about who you are so our audience can get to know you a little bit? Well, I am a author. I am a women's empowerment coach, a visionary. I am a minister. And I wear many hats. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And you wear them all at once? Not at, not at the same time. Right. Sometimes. It just depends. Yeah. So what does a woman empowerment coach do? It's just letting women identify their God-ordained purposes so they can walk fully in what God, who God has called them to right. be. Right. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. And so you wrote this book. Um, yes. Ladies, what kind of man are you going to marry? Um, I know there's, I know a lot of single ladies out there are going to want to, lo- uh, you know, get this book, but tell me why you decided to write this book. I wrote this book because it's honestly my mission that God has given me mm-hmm. to speak to single women. There's a lot of women that are hurting right. and they have questions and hopefully the book gives out answers to the questions that they have concerning marriage and, right. and singleness. And so I'm just walking in what God has called me to do. What kind of, so what kind of questions do you get when a, when a single woman comes to you? Like what are some of the questions that they come to? you with they just want to know how do you know that this is the man that God has for right. you they want that's like the main question that I get and I tell women it's kind of like when a when a person does a crime and they go to the detective and mm-hmm. the way that they find out if they've committed that crime or not they start to ask questions right. and eventually that person is going to incriminate themselves with something they're going to speak and they're going to know that they committed that crime right. relationships are that way when you meet somebody and you go out with them ask those hard questions. Right. No, we don't want to know what color you like or what uh, your favorite thing you want to eat. What's your walk with Jesus Christ? Right. Like what fruits are they bearing? Mm-hmm. What fruits do you see coming from them? Are they, do they have love and joy and peace right. and self-control? So when you go out with these men, have real questions. Absolutely. To find out 
where their heart is. Mm -hmm. Because the Bible says from the abundance of the heart, the mouth is going to speak. Right. And when you're having these conversations, they're going to say something, whether it's good or whether it's bad. But something from that heart will speak. Right. And that lets you know, wait a minute, either he's got fruit or he doesn't have fruit. Right. Right. And so that's how you determine, you know, what kind of man that you're talking to. Absolutely. Yeah. And you think about it because there is, a, there are, you know, marriages are crumbling, you know, even among Christian marriages. And so, right. because people are jumping in mm-hmm. to marriage without knowing what right. they really should know, you know, I mean, for me, my husband and I got married, we, we, yeah. we dated and got married within six months, but we did ask those hard questions yes. because we knew I was a little older in my life when I got married. And so I was like, I don't want to play the game. Yeah. I need to know where, mm-hmm. where you are. Right. So let's speak into that. You know, and women, you know, this is serious. Like my title is, ladies, what kind of man are you going to marry? Right. This is an adult, serious question right. that needs to be answered because it's like, is he going to be a good person? Is he going to be abusive? Is he going to be a, a nice, kind person? Like, right. what are you going to marry? What are you going to align yourself with? What kind of man are you going to marry? Right. And this is a serious question that women need to sit and figure out and say, wait a minute, what kind of man am I really going to marry? Right. You know. Yeah, and that's what, you know, I, I did this, and you probably encourage mm-hmm. people to do this as well. I sat down and wrote um, the characteristics that I was looking for in a husband. I was like, I want him to be. I never once put his looks on there. Okay. But I put everything else that I wanted him, the qualities I wanted him to have, you know, and I, and I laid that before the Lord. Do you encourage people to do, to do that? I do. You want to look for the fruit of that person. You want to look, do they, are, can they walk in love? Right. And do they have peace and, and, and all these things and patience? You want to make sure that that person that we're aligning ourselves, because marriage is a serious thing. Absolutely. It's a covenant with God. Yes. And a lot of people, far too many people take it too lightly. Right. And that's the issue that we have. They, uh, they get into these relationships, they align themselves with the wrong person, mm-hmm. and then ends in the divorce. Right. So be, why go through all that? You know, there's a lot of books that you can purchase on relationships. Right. But few of them talk about the covenant of God. Right. And they talk about what you need in the marriage is love. The Bible says that you, we need faith, hope, and love. Mm-hmm. But the biggest of those three is love. Right. And that's not what we're seeing in a lot of marriages. You know, I, I love how Jesus, when the Pharisees came to Jesus, and they talked about uh, divorce. Right. The one reason that Jesus gave for divorce was the hardness of the heart. It was no other reason that they wanted to, he wanted to put his wife away. The heart had become hardened. And that's what we see in marriage is that hearts are becoming hardened. And that partner wants to leave. Mm -hmm. And what we need to pray for is for God to give that person a heart of flesh. If there's any stony parts in that heart to make them, give them a heart of flesh. And I love what you said, that it's a covenant. And so if we as believers can know that in our spirit before we enter into that covenant, I think that would, that would, um, limit the amount of divorces that we are seeing today because a lot of times people are like, well, I'll just, if it doesn't work out, I will just get divorced. And we have to remember that, no, wait, it's a covenant and marriage is going to be hard. Mm -hmm. It's definitely not easy. I've been married uh, 25 years and we have good days and bad days, but you have to be committed and intentional. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I talk about in my book, the one thing that brings you back together is love. Right. You've got to have love in a marriage. You've got to have love in friendships. If there's no love there, you can't, it can't be repaired. And let's talk about love. It's not a feeling, is it? It's, I think it can be, it can be both. Okay. It yeah. can be, it can be a feeling. Right. But it has to be because you have to feel to have that love. Yeah. And what happened, a lot of people, it, it grows cold right. and that love is just not there. And what we're seeing too is people in marriages are selfish mm-hmm. and you can't be selfish in a marriage. You have to be in unity in a one accord. Absolutely. And we don't see that now. We see people just like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. They're married for a little bit. You upset me. You offended me. And I'm gone. But the love part is the thing that keeps that marriage together. Amen. I love that. We'll be right back with a little bit more here on The Christian View. Don't go away.
Welcome back. Welcome back to the Christian View. We're having a great discussion with Stephanie Ross on her new book, Ladies, What Kind of Man Are You Going to Marry? I think it's, it's, an, it's amazing because in the first segment, we talked about a covenant relationship, and a lot of people jump into marriage thinking, okay, if it doesn't work, I'll just, I'll just move on. But that's not the heart of God. Right. And so we want to we make sure we have the heart of God when it, comes in, when it comes to marriage. But let's talk about singleness just for a minute and what the word singleness really means. I think singleness can mean different things to different people. Mm-hmm. Some people can take the word singleness and go what Paul said and take that time to just really draw near to God. Right. And then some people can take that word singleness and think it's something like they've been cursed in being single. Right. So it's really where your mind is at, how you view the word singleness. Mm-hmm. Um, after writing my book, I've talked to several women and I've heard these stories of women that are single and they're taking it as a punishment right. where they are basically feeling like they've been left out or they have this anxiety or this depression right. that has set in because they're single. And we need to go back to God's word and what Paul said, take that time in your singleness to really draw near to God right. and not be so impatient and take it as a curse, but ba- basically more a blessing Absolutely. rather than a curse. Yeah. And I, I do think that because I counsel a lot of women who desperately want to be married and they're like, well, yes. what is wrong with me? What is wrong with me? I'm like, no. you know, and I got married later in life as, you know, and so you wonder when people were getting married in their 20s and, you know, yeah. early 30s, you know, what's wrong with me? And then no. they marry out of fear. Out of fear. You know, for the, I had a friend that I loved dearly and she, um, she was in her upper, I don't know, 20, she was upper 30s and she wasn't getting, you know, everyone else was getting married. And so she married, you know, a, a guy that she didn't know and that abuse yeah. happened and all kinds of things and it ended in divorce. But mm-hmm. she did it out of fear. A lot of women marry out of fear. They marry out of loneliness. They marry out of their age. They're getting older. Right. There's different reasons why women get married. And that's not the reason that we should be getting married. We should be getting married because first God has called us to right. marriage in the first place. Marriage is not for everybody. We need to understand that too. Right. It's not for everybody. But for whoever's been called to marriage. We need to understand that we need to just wait on God mm-hmm. to send that right person. Singleness is not a curse. It's and not. Like I tell people, you have women who they rush into marriage and then they get married. And like, oh my goodness, look at the single women over there. They're having a good time and they're right. partying. I'm locked down with this husband. So you can't make people happy. And right. so marriage is not the thing that makes people happy. It's truly having a relationship with Jesus Christ because there are married women that are miserable too. Right. So, and they want to get out of marriage. And you have these single women who want to get into marriage. Mm-hmm. So there's just you can't make people happy. It's, you know, it reminds of that you know that movie um, Jerry Maguire mm-hmm. and they have that scene and she's like you complete me right and you know no one can complete us but no. Jesus Christ That's and if it. we're looking for someone to complete yeah. us they're, they're going to fail us those expectations that we have of people they can't live up to they them can't. but you know when women are when they feel depression and, and, and suicidal before marriage that's not a good sign, right? Entering to marriage because you're entering to a marriage where you were never whole mm-hmm. because you felt that the marriage was the thing that was going to make right. you happy. So already their mindset is so off. That's not how you enter into a marriage. You enter into a marriage saying, "Hey, I'm whole. Right. Jesus Christ is the only one that can make me happy. Right. This is great. I have this partner, and this is what I've been looking for. But He does not complete me. Right. I was already completed when I met Him. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's true because you put so much mm-hmm. pressure on that person. Right. Right. And no one can live up to that expectation. Yeah. And yeah. so. I think it's so it's so true. We've got to have our hearts right first. Yes. We've got to know that Jesus Christ is our yes. one and only before we become, yeah. you know. Well, if they don't and they get into that marriage, then it comes to, well, he's not making me happy. Right. And he's, it's not what I thought it was going to be. And right. Don't you, don't you want to make me happy? And it's like, well, how can I make you happy? I'm not the Holy Spirit. I'm not Jesus. Right. And so that's the wrong mindset to go into that marriage, feeling that this person is going to complete me. I met a lady. She says that if I could just get married, I'd be whole. Right. That's the thing that I'm missing in my life. I'm like, that is so... 
right? It's a lie from the enemy wanting us right. to think that something, something or Absolutely. somebody else is going to make us happy yes. when it only comes from Jesus Christ. And, and I love that. So when women pick up your book and read it, what do you want them to walk away? What's your couple of things you want them to walk away with? I want them to walk away with just knowing that God is the answer mm-hmm. to a foundational relationship. And outside of Christ, there is no happy marriage. I want him to take this book and to read it and say, this is what a husband represents Mm -hmm. according to God's word, according to what God, God never changes in what he says. And this is what a a relationship looks like. I want him to say, oh, so marriage is a covenant with God. And it's nothing we go into lightly Mm -hmm. before we enter marriage. I want him to read this book and say, okay, wow, now I know better. Now I'm reading things on marriage. I'm right. Because a lot of women want marriage, but they're not studying marriage. Right. They're not reading about marriage. They're not picking up God's word and understanding what marriage truly is. And that's not how we are. If you want to know something, you open the book and you read it. Absolutely. Anything we do in life, we want to know how to make cars. We're going to open up a car book and learn how to put these cars together. Anything that we do. But when it comes to marriage, the Bible stays closed. Right. The books aren't bought. Because they feel, well, I don't need that. Mm-hmm. I was going to go into this marriage. So just take the book and God's word always first. Absolutely. And yeah. read. I think that is so important. You know, we were leading a marriage class a couple of years ago. And uh, this gentleman had been married several times. And he walked up to my husband and I afterwards. And he said, um, I wish that the Lord had given us a manual. And I, I looked at him and I was like, right. but he did. We've yes. just got to apply it. Absolutely. We've got to apply it and stop believing the lies of the enemy. Yes. You know, you spoke earlier about people being selfish in marriage, mm-hmm. right? And wanting other people to, uh, the other spouse to do everything for you. And, you know, right. marriage should be 100% Absolutely. each person, you know, going above and beyond, mm-hmm. you know, what we can do and serve it, you know, being a servant, you know, I've I've heard some women say, but I don't want to be a helpmate. You know, Mm -hmm. scripture talks about a wife being a helpmate, but that's not a bad thing. Right. It's not, it's not. And you know, but for women, my question is, why do you want to get married? Mm -hmm. There's a question as to why are you wanting to get married? What's drawing you into marriage? Right. Is it because, because we need a purpose partner. We need a kingdom marriage. That, right? We want to work together in unity and in one accord, and we work in, in the things that God has called mm-hmm. us to do. That's what you wanted to partner. Right. I don't want to be working in my assignment. He's sitting over there on the TV, you know, watching TV right. and cereal. I want a partner who can work with me together. Eve came to help Adam, right. but she came to help him, as I put in my book, with the assignment that God had already called right. him to do. She didn't just say, okay, Adam, what are we doing? He's like, I don't know. Right. You know, he had an assignment from God. Yeah. And so she was able to help him. There are a lot of women who are trying to, how do you help the man? They're in these marriages and I yeah. can't help you. You have nothing I can help you with. No right. purpose, no assignment. Absolutely. No we're going to take a break. We'll be right back with more here on The Christian View. Don't go away. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Christian View. We're having a great discussion today on um, a book that Stephanie Ross wrote. It's great. It's called Ladies, What Kind of Man Are You Going to Marry? In the last segment, we talked about what the definition of singleness is. So let's jump ahead and let's talk about what the definition of, of marriage is. Um, so in my book, I have several different uh, scriptures that I use to describe the definition of marriage. But what I want to say first is how I put the perfect marriage is modeled between Christ and the his bride, which is the church. That's right. the perfect marriage. Um, all t- 
anyways, but, and then I put in here, I have the definition of marriage. I use several ones, but I put 1 Corinthians 13, 13 that says, and now these things remain faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. Um, and I t- talked about how I noticed that God put that is the greatest thing of all these three was love. Um, I talked about definition of marriage is 1 Peter 4, 8. It says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. Couples need to apply the scripture to their marriage. Um, and it's all about love. Right. That's what he keeps talking about. He says that over and over again is love. And these are the things that are missing of, out of marriages. It's right. the love. It's just not there. You know, I think, do you think it's because people don't value themselves enough? And so that them not value them, them themselves and not loving themselves is, a, is reflecting on the other person? I think it's them not truly having, a, they have religion but no relationship right. with Christ because Christ is love. Mm-hmm. And so they should know that in a marriage that is love. And I think it's just a lot of people are becoming so like self absorbed right. and so like it's me 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 right and not us and i think that's where we're seeing a lot of that mm-hmm. taking place i mean with society today it's easy yes. to get so self-focused mm-hmm. and so you know it's it I mean, joyce myers does that all the time she has yeah. a, a sermon that shows what about me what about me what about yes. me instead of let's not look inward but let's look upward and then we can look outward yeah. you know with the love of the father's eyes looking yes. at that you know i think about my husband and you know and i was thinking about my son and i think gosh who do i want my son to marry i want my yeah. son to marry someone who loves him but loves the Lord first but then loves him and so that's how I try to love my husband because I think about his mom and his mom would want me to love him as Christ loved him. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. So you have to be intentional, don't you think? You do have to be intentional. You really do. It's really, what do we really want from a partner? And Christ came to serve. Right. That was his, you know, he said he came to serve. And so we don't see partners serving each other in right. marriages. That's just gone. It's like, well, I'm not going to do that for you. Are you going to do this for me? And it's just like, why do we need to do all of it? Just right. Love that person and just serve. Where they need you to serve. Yeah. Yeah. And serve has a bad bad a bad rap. It's not bad because when we serve I think that we are the ones that get fulfilled. Right. You know, seeing Absolutely. the joy in another yeah. person. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what happens. We see the joy in our partner, and it just makes us, like you're saying, it makes us have that joy in us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, what are some of your favorite chapters of the book? I'm sure you love the whole book, but what are some of the, the, the main chapters? Uh, I want to say don't marry the wrong man, because we see this happening with a lot of women. Right. They're marrying the wrong man. They're marrying selfish people. They're marrying narcissists. They're marrying people that have, like the Bible says, having a form of godliness but denying God's power. Right. And we see that a lot. And so I talk about Judas in my book. I gave him his example of um, not to marry. You right. know, Judas was this man that we know he walked with Christ for three years along with the other disciples, but he had uh, religion, but no relationship. Right. You know, he saw the miracles that Jesus did, and the, but never was he transformed. Right. And so we see this in church. A lot of women will say, well, he goes to church mm-hmm. and he had, you know, he's on the choir and wherever he's at in church. And that's just having a form. But what is his heart like? Right. What are the fruits that you see coming from that man? See, women look for the wrong thing. I'm looking for the fruit. Right. I'm looking for a relationship with Jesus Christ. Not religion, but a right. relationship, an authentic, real relationship with Jesus Christ. And what does that say? You know, you want to find a man that is uh, chasing Jesus. Absolutely. Right? You, want, you want them to be chasing Jesus. And I tell my son that he's only 17, but I'm like, you chase Jesus and everything else is going to fall, fall into place. That's and right. I believe that's true with marriage, too. That's you know, so we true. go out looking and looking and trying to find the perfect one. And that's how I met my husband. We just, you know, we just both just kind of were at the right. same place and it was at church and it just kind of trans, it just, but we weren't out looking. It just, right. it just happened organically. Yeah. What I like also, I like in my book, will he love you like Jesus? Mm-hmm. And that's what is so important. Will this man that you marry love? 
love you like Jesus? Right. Will he have the grace and mercy to show you in that marriage? Or will he just like, okay, I'm done. I can't, I can't do this. Right. If you offend him, will he be able to give you show grace right. and mercy? And so what do you do? So what would you say to someone? Okay, they, they did marry. They went okay. ahead and they got married. They married the wrong person. What advice do you give at that point? Ooh, that's a tough one. <laughs> I don't know because they're kind of already in that right? thing. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they can just pray to God and just, like I said, ask God to step in and, you know, maybe change at God's heart. I don't right. know. But because I wouldn't tell them to leave. I don't, I don't know. Right. That's a tough question. No, but I, I do think it goes back to, yeah. to your chapters, you know, find that love, right. you know, where, where's, where's the love, what's the love rooted in right. and how can, you know, there's that wonderful movie out. Remember that movie, um, years ago, fireproof. Okay. And how they had, he had to, they had to fight right. for their marriage and they were fighting for it at separate times. Yeah. But then they, they, they started, they, they were fighting. So I yeah, think you have to fight together right? because some people are trying to fight by themselves exactly. and you see women who they want that husband and they want God to repair that marriage and they're mm-hmm. fasting and they're praying, but then the other partner's not doing the same thing. Right. It's a fight together, not one person fighting alone. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I agree with you a hundred percent. So do you have any other favorite chapters in there? Um, let's see. Um, I have the, well, let me see. I have a lot in here that I, that I love. I talked about, uh, will he provide you like Boaz? Right. We see a lot of marriages where the man is just not providing. The woman's kind of pulling more of the part, uh, and carrying more of the weight than the husband is. So you want somebody that's going to provide for you and, and be able to take care of you, um, financially and, and have a home and have somewhere to put you. And it's, it's not, Nothing wrong with asking for those things, you know, but some women think it's, oh, well, I have my own money and I don't need, but you need someone that can provide for you. And I talked about what he, what he leads you like Moses. Mm -hmm. Moses was an awesome leader. Right. You know, and I want a man that can lead in that marriage, not me doing everything. You know, I need to be able to go to my husband and say, well, what do you think about this? Mm -hmm. You know, what do you think about that? And he should be able to tell me what he thinks or right. give me some advice on what the questions that I, I have for him. Right. I love that. You know? And so, and so when you're trying to find the right husband, like where do you do, where do you go? What do you, what do you do? What do you suggest? I think again, you want to always be educated. You want to go into God's word. You want to read books on marriage and in relationships and all that, but you want to be like Ruth and you want to just work. You right. want to be, you know, Ruth wasn't chasing Boaz. She was in the field right. working and Boaz saw her. So we all have an assignment that God has called us to do. Walk in your assignment. Do the right. things that God, don't sit there waiting for a husband and time is going by because we're sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting. Mm-hmm. Work in the things that God has given. All of us have an assignment. Right. Work in what God has given you to do. And that husband, he'll come at the appointed time. Absolutely. I love yeah. that. Keep working and Keep then working. Keep and he'll serving. come alongside of you. Yes. The Lord will Bring, the Lord will bring the right person at the right time. Yeah. But, you know, I think, too, that we have to be the right person. Absolutely. I agree with that. And I say a lot of women, you know, there's a pattern that some women have. And it's just from one bad relationship to another bad relationship. And I think that that's when we need to do some self-assessment right. and kind of look into what we're doing wrong and what the problem is. And why do I keep picking this person right. that's just not for me? And why am I in these terrible relationships and with these narcissists or these people that don't have love? Right. So do, do, the, do the work. Do the self-work. I love the that. Self-work. That's great yeah. advice. That's great advice. Make sure you at home are doing the self, your self-work and checking your heart. We'll be right back with a little bit more here on the Christian View. Don't go away. Welcome back to The Christian View. We've had a great interview today with Stephanie Ross. Thank you for so much for coming today. Thank you. Make sure you get her book, Ladies, What Kind of Man Are You Going to Marry? God has 
a unique partner just for you. Make sure you stay in God's will and he will direct you the right way. We love you here at The Christian View. We'll see you next time. Know that God loves you. He sees you and has great things for you. Take care. Bye-bye. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.